Good morning, good day, and good evening. Welcome to episode 164 of Tech of a Tea. And today, we have a new guest. Welcome to the show, Bugs Rider. How's it going? Yeah, I am really good. I'm feel... really glad to be here. I, I feel like... This is like, right? Sorry? Yeah. This is like... I mean, are we live? Yeah, yeah, oh. we are live now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not. Oh, that's right. We're not like streaming it, so I can edit things out if there's anything you want me to edit out. But um, wait, you don't do live? Not, no, not with the podcast. No, I don't do this live. Oh, that's good. <laughs> then it's fine. Like again, okay. I can be <laughs> way more. Left. Yeah. Now, now you instantly sound way, way less worried. Yeah, I already mentioned this on my channel, like, uh, every time I go live, it's really hard for me. And I'm like, so that's why I never do live streams on my channel. So, so yeah, we can, we can do this. Is that because you're, like, you know, not as good with English as you would like to be? Or are you just not comfortable, like, talking for a long time? Like, why, why do you find it weird to do streams? Yeah, actually, the main reason why I started channel is because I was uh, I had this uh, fear of communicating with anyone in general. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the audience. So even in uh, speaking in front of the uh, mic was really hard for me. So the channel was kind of like a self-improvement. So I was exploring Linux. I always love Linux. I always felt bad. Like um, I never got a chance to show my journey of uh, the beginning of Linux, like how I went through all the desktop environments and all the exploration, which usually people do. So later, uh, but when I started using DWM at that point, I started this channel and yeah, so I first of all I made videos because I had some really cool ideas which I wanted to show and luckily mental outlaw so my first video got shot out by mental outlaw oh, nice. and then my se second video also got shot out by mental outlaw mm -hmm. so you know back to back two videos uh, got some popularity so I, I I enjoyed it and I kept going so channel helped me a lot in uh, communicating so right now it's a face cam so mm -hmm. uh, it's you, you know it's like a step up for me a level yep. up for me well this so, is this yeah. is the first time i've seen you use a face cam where you don't have a filter on it so that's another step up above that as well <laughs> yeah those filters were just you know i was so i wanted to just um, not show show the raw picture just yeah, something yeah. to yeah you know, no I, I totally it's, get it's that. weird I, yeah. I've spoken to a, a lot of people where they either will have just a profile picture they record with or they're a VTuber and they're just not really comfortable being on camera. And I, I totally understand that. It's, you know, I, I've made yeah. I've made over yeah. a thousand videos. I've been on camera a lot, but <clears throat> if it, it, it's certainly weird early on and I do get why some people out there just don't really like to do it it's 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 weird putting yourself out there when you've really never done it before and some people have reasons for wanting to keep their privacy and things like that yeah there are like two aspects was one is privacy and yeah. the second is some people are nervous or they don't really like you know showing their face some people are not comfortable with their face 
So I believe the privacy reason is really genuine. That was one of my other reasons, and a lot of my friends also do it. Mm. But it's really hard. So some people uh, like internet when it got created, it was supposed to be you know people were supposed to be anonymous. They were mm. not you know like supposed to put their pictures online. But these days it's uh, the complete opposite. Like people want to show themselves. They want to have a profile. They want to uh, you know like they want to put as much information as yeah. uh, they can put online. so this is uh, i i believe it's a change but it's obviously a bad change most people don't understand the threats so i really believe like uh, still when some some of my audience ask me i always advise them to do not post their pictures online do not show their faces and try to be as much anonymous as they can mm-hmm. uh, but at the other side uh, like um, these days if they want to have like nice profile for their jobs and if they want to you know they have to show up like if they yeah. are doing something but there is always a medium like you can show your skills without showing your face but then again like there are some companies which so somebody asked me to put my picture on my linkedin profile mm-hmm. and i had no and then i did it like so yeah so it kind of sucks like but yeah this is how it is Yeah, LinkedIn is a really weird one. Um I I made a LinkedIn account when I was studying. I know a lot of people that have LinkedIn accounts. It's it's basically just business Facebook. There's not really yeah. any difference with it, but there are some companies out there. It's not luckily it's not every one of them. I don't know what it's like for for you, but yeah, there are some companies there is uh, there are some, some points. Um, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, What I was going to say is there's some companies here that expect you to have a LinkedIn account and if you don't have one they think that's weird. Hey, we live in a society. We can't do anything like so yeah at some point I also gave up and start putting pictures online but mm. it's it's not that big of a deal these days mm. but I understand like uh, if somebody you know like try to Yes, get some information out, uh, from your like it's it's dangerous. That's yeah. all I um, I believe. Yeah. So by the way, I also have some questions for you today. Like oh yeah, no. If you <laughs> if you want to ask me anything, go right ahead. I'm more than happy to answer anything. Yeah. I mean, we can do it right now. Like um, so but you you have put more than thousand videos, right? Like I don't want to think about the number, <laughs> but yes, yes, it's probably more than a thousand like, videos. I can find so, the number if you would like. Uh Where is Literally it? Literally every tool I look up there is a video by you and I know it. So it's like more than 1000 videos and also you have a gaming channel and yes. you do 2 to 2 hours for like gaming stream yeah. and you also do these podcasts. Yes, I do. Dude, dude I have to ask like do you have any real life or not? <laughs> um You know how many friends you have in Australia? <laughs> like, how many faces you see in in daily life? You know? We've known each other for about ten minutes, and you're you're already going hard with the questions. Um, Dude, not just me. My friends are also asking. Like they ask ask me to ask this. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's not really. <laughs> That's the simple answer. Not really. I I think I spend probably. at least 60 hours a week working on the channel um that's across all of the channels i th- probably about that uh this isn't the only thing i do as well i also have a regular job um so pretty much i don't do anything during the week 
I I don't work weekends though. Weekends I I've decided I'm not going to do anything related to the channel, whether it's the gaming channel, the main channel. There's still a video that gets uploaded on Sunday, but I queue that up before like earlier in the week. I when I record my videos, I record a bunch of videos at once. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll record all the videos for that week and then upload them throughout the week. So it's not like I'm recording every single day and editing every single day. That would be crazy. I know there are some people out there that do that, but yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to sort of compress down what I'm doing into the work week and then not do anything after that. There will come a point in the future where I'm just doing the channel and I will have a lot more free time, but right now, yeah, I, I don't I don't give myself as much time as I probably should. I do have friends. Before you ask me about friends again, I do have friends. Uh, not many, but I do have them. Oh, you are always better. So... The thing is, like, uh, I see your channel. Your channel is really well organized. And so my channel, you already know it. I, I have seen one of your clips where you even mentioned, like, it's a bit of a random everything. Okay. So That's a I good way to put it, to, yeah. Yeah. So I always try to organize it. I also think, like, doing a video properly and <laughs> making properly. I even promised a lot of uh, courses and playlists. Mm. And I abandoned playlists in the middle. So... Uh, don't worry, like Hyperlane one, I will do it, okay? So, I do this all the time and mm -hmm. my audience is always like, why you do this, why you promise when you're not going to make. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when I make a video, it's it's really casual. It's like, if I'm feeling like I want to make it, only then. And I never take my channel seriously, okay? So, like, I, I uploaded a movie on my channel. So, <laughs> yeah. it's it's basically showing the anarchy, like, yeah, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. So, just have it. So, um, yeah, so, I also think about making a proper organized channel, mm -hmm. but I feel, but it's fine. Like, most Linux channels are like this, so, you know, it's it's fine. I think your channel has, a, it's a, a very different kind of Linux channel. Like, you know, my channel, you can really easily compare to DistroTubes or um, like the Linux Experiment or uh, Gardener Brian or the Linux Gamer. It's very easy to compare my channel to those other ones. Yours is just sort of throw it, throw something out there. Whatever seems fun that day, like... I saw this video that you did two weeks ago, Luke Smith is a noob, and it's a reaction video to a two-year-old Luke video. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> I... Actually, yeah, you can go on. No, I, so... no, I, I, I love it. It's great. Um, it's... I don't... We, we don't need more Linux channels doing the exact same thing. I've sort of carved out my own little thing, but... If you started just doing what DistroTube was doing and that was the only thing you were doing, I think it would lose a lot of the appeal that your channel has right now, where if someone subscribes to your channel, they don't really know what they're going to get. They, they might get a meme video. They might get something entirely serious. They might get some video where you're talking about how to get the coordinates of someone. And it's just... It, it's, it's really cool to see what you're doing. Yeah, so my channel, when I started it, the main motivation was like Chris Ojibinti's channel, if you mm -hmm. know him. Okay, so 
his channel. But one thing I always notice in all the Linux channel is they always presented things in a really boring way. Like they were, they usually talk very slow, especially like Chris Ochipiti channel. It's not just the way they talk, it's fine. Like, okay, they are explaining things. But the one thing I notice is they always had like this black terminal with a green font. I'm like, why? You can just put any color. You can mm -hmm. just rise it in a really nice way and then present something. Mm -hmm. So when I started my channel, I'm like Chris Ochipinti, but I'm going to, you know, make videos with a little bit better rice and, you know, like, but then I notice all my audience just care about rice and not the content. And they, and they keep asking like how you do this rice and rice. And it's so hard to explain like how I do rising because mm -hmm. rising is not just like one thing else, you know, it's a part of software. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of software. Okay? So, yeah, I make videos, they still ask, so, but yeah, so it's Chris Ojibinti was main motivation and yeah, most people believe like my channel is kind of like an Indian Luke Smith. They, they always mention this, but it's not uh, Luke Smith inspired, it's always Chris Ojibinti is inspired. Mm -hmm. And I really love Chris Ojibinti's video, I watched a lot of him and a lot of the things which I do on my channel, he have done it like years before. Mm -hmm. He do these of thing it's just like he doesn't he, his content is not flashy but it's yeah. very good yeah. i think rising is one of those things that when you start so if you're just someone who runs gnome you run kde no one's unless you're doing something weird with them no one's gonna start asking you about them but the second you run like a dwm or awesome wm even if what you're doing is very simple so when my I was running Awesome WM, I've swapped to Hyperland now. My uh, Awesome Bar and like my modifications to Awesome were very, very minimal. I activated gaps. I changed a couple of colors, and I always got these comments that like, "Hey, can you share your your Awesome config?" It's like, yeah, I've changed maybe five lines of the config file. It's not that crazy. Like, I get it if it's something like you would see over on Unix Porn, where it's this really, you know, custom thing. But what I was doing wasn't that crazy. Yeah, I mean, so I had, like, my DWM configs already shared, like, all the builds. Mm -hmm. I wrote a script. I believe, they, see, uh, the... Most people who switch to Linux, they usually just end up using GUI and things usually like they like um, like Windows, okay, like using GUI. So I always promote this idea of using Linux with CLI, mm -hmm. and uh, I I explain them why it's better uh, by showing some creativity, like what how this can save you time mm -hmm. and you know why you should basically do it. So the beauty of Linux system is you can, you know, self-customize it and make it in a ways which suits your, you know, aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So that was the idea which I also try to promote with my channel. So this is how I see rising. It's not like flashing mm -hmm. some, you know, beautiful screens or anything. So I believe you can even use XFC with little bit customization if mm -hmm. you want it to matter that much but yeah people who enjoy it it's completely fine to do rising it's it's a lot of hobby well yeah, yeah my, my my channel basically started doing rising as well mm. like the the video uh i don't know how long you've known about my channel but the first video of mine that uh sort of went really well is when luke smith uh started using bspwm and i did like a bunch of videos on it 
And then that was when he shouted out my channel. And that's when things started to uh, really pick up. Back then, I was just doing videos on how to just... Because BSPW... I don't know. Have you used... Um, have you used BSPWM or not? I tried it. It was not like... I was used to DWM, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of got overwhelmed, yeah. For anyone who hasn't, uh, BSPWM, it works out of the box, but you have to basically configure everything yourself. There's no default key bindings. You have to do everything. Um, so when Luke started using it, I started using it to sort of fill in that gap where Luke wasn't really, you know, I, the main, okay. He abandoned it. He abandoned yeah. the re Okay, the reason why I started my channel, this is going to sound really, really cocky, um, but the reason why I started my channel is I felt like, I feel like I've talked about this before. I'm not starting shit. Um, I, <laughs> the reason I started my channel is at the time I felt like every Linux YouTuber who was like doing the racing, the tiling window manager style content was making awful videos. They were making these videos where they weren't really explaining things at a level that was suitable for someone first getting into a window manager. So if you watched a Luke Smith video and you're excited about a window manager, Luke's videos might be good once you're, you know, once you're using that, that window manager, once you're a bit comfortable with it. But if you're just getting started, you're going to be completely lost. And that's what I wanted to try to address when I first started the channel. I've sort of moved a lot away from that and doing very different content nowadays. But that was definitely a big drive right at the start. Yeah. Like on my channel, I usually say that like um, if you can't if you can't really manage like if you can't install DWM or uh, you know just patch it or anything, then just use XFC. <laughs> like why even try it? Uh, yeah, because uh, you know like you shouldn't use a system which you can't manage by yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just so. I guess we should talk about something else like other like not other than window managers so <laughs> we could do a two-hour video on window managers that doesn't bother me but if you want to talk about something else we can no it's fine like i can also do it um <laughs> by the way i i know your channel for very long so mm -hmm. i have watched a um, lot of your videos um because i also use like yeah it's so it's good it it describes things and you, you did a rap challenge too, and I, I don't know if you know or not, like, I mentioned it on my Instagram story, which okay. is a bit weird. So I, I mentioned you and I wrote, like, um, just recently, I wrote, um, so I was pretty afraid even talking on in front of a mic, and because of you, I ended up doing a rap. So that was really cool. So I was like, okay, thanks, Rory, I did this. So... I I I, yeah. well, I felt like if anyone, if I could convince anyone in the Linux space to do it, just because of how much random stuff is on your channel, I thought maybe I could get you to do it, and I'm I'm very happy you did because I think yours was actually one of the one of the better raps in the Linux space. To be fair, none of them were good. Just just let's make this clear. I don't think anybody was good, but out of the out of what was available. I think yours, I think yours was one of the better flows, and then 
I don't know if you actually saw any of the other raps that people did. Because um, Nico Loves Linux, uh, the, the KDE guy, I feel like his was the best written. But he also writes poems, so it kind of makes sense that if he writes poems in his spare time, writing a rap is, you know, it's just a poem with a different flow, basically. I don't understand. Why did he did this? Why he started a rap? <laughs> rap better. I don't know. I don't know, but I love it. See, I I think one of the problems, and you sort of... We've both sort of mentioned this. A lot of the Linux space is kind of boring. A lot of it is very, very serious. We are talking about software. Yeah. We are talking about licenses. But... Every other space on YouTube, there are these fun fun challenges, fun videos that happen every so often. And I feel like the Linux space definitely needs a lot more of that. I, I feel like um, this Linux space is first of all highly distributed, and this is a good thing. So there are a lot of Linux groups out there, a lot of communities, a lot of OSC groups, and uh, countless. And they all have their own things, and they don't mm. really interact with each other. Like, there is no cult, okay? And the second thing is, um, yeah, Linux space is kind of serious. Even I feel this, if you go to any group and talk to anybody, but it's because of the tech people. So tech people yeah. usually, uh, you know, like they have this, uh, they always, when they talk, they always, um, you know, like they always want to be correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they, if you, if you talk, if you have a conversation with any person who is in tech it's really hard, hard to have a fun conversation because if you even make a slight mistake uh choosing words or anything they are gonna just bash you on that so you run a channel you know how hard it is mm. you get comments and i also got comments mm. you know even if you do a little mistake they are just going to run a reply thread there and just keep telling you so yeah it's sometimes so i don't really this is why like in my channel i highly disrespect my audience sometimes <laughs> I, I don't really care and i'm like dude you guys can do whatever you want they usually troll me a lot so i recently started using instagram and they are like everywhere even on instagram they are telling me why you are using instagram i'm like dude can you and one guy said one guy did a text to me he said that i started using instagram because of you i'm like uh -huh. dude i don't endorse instagram i'm just using for pers some personal reason mm -hmm. you can you know it's it's don't put it on me and mm -hmm. he deleted it and then he was e emailing me it's like okay i deleted <laughs> uh, thanks to you uh, this this is kind of like a pressure this is why i don't take my channel seriously i'm like mm -hmm. so um i always see i believe 100 percent false i believe mm -hmm. you should not use any proprietary stuff okay but it's really hard thing to do and mm -hmm. if you if you don't do it uh, like if you say that i believe in 100 percent false and okay like for example you can try your best but it, mm -hmm. it's not like you can be 100 percent false yeah and it's uh, for me it's just symbolic i don't really care about privacy i mean i care about privacy but i believe that if i'm not using something like um, telegram then it's more about you know showing my um support to you know uh privacy oriented things um other than actually looking for pri uh, privacy yeah. Because uh, in India, like we have things like government force things like Aadhaar card and a lot of systems which kind of already like there is no privacy. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it represent the representation that you know, like you 
uh, by using force, uh, we we represent. That's how yeah. I think. Like, yeah, uh, like the possibility. Like, yeah, if we if, if we can, uh, if if you know, like we can get, we can achieve one hundred percent privacy. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Yeah, I feel like this. Is I like, mean, yeah. Sorry, if you want. So, if sorry. You want. Um, you, I don't know if you know or not. Some rich, uh, like Richard Stallman, did a. Um, uh, some conference somebody was mm-hmm. telling me like he presented some ideas where you have to keep a pager i think you were mentioning it you know I keep d- a pager yeah think I, I i've definitely mentioned it before i don't i don't recall yeah. the exact so you know that before. idea right so yeah, basically yeah. if somebody call he have to first beep the pager or something like that mm-hmm. so i i wonder sometimes like if we present ideas like these um is it a good thing or people are like going to completely abandon the, these things just because it's too extreme mm-hmm. so on my channel i always try to show things which are kind of like a midway so mm-hmm. you can use these technology uh without you know in a better way without losing so i did some scraping videos like how to use youtube without um you know like going on the website also it helps like because these days internet addiction is raising highly like people are highly addicted to things like youtube so by using technology in these ways you can cut down algorithm like rss and things so for me it's not always about privacy or you know like complete for support it's always about um it's just better tech for me you know i don't get addicted it's i like software and all these things mm-hmm. but yeah i support force obviously like i'm a true force supporter I think and sometimes sometimes I want to go 100% first. I was 100% first. Mm-hmm. I might delete Instagram someday. I don't know. I think there is certainly a place for those people that are really really extreme. They sort of give you an idea about how far you can go. You could go and be like Richard Stallman if you really wanted to, but I don't think you have to look at things in the absolute extremes. There are, there is definitely that scale there, and one one thing that has been brought up to me a bunch of times is, why do I upload on YouTube? Why don't I upload on PeerTube? Because, you know, that's the FOSS platform. No one's going to see it. That's the that's the big thing, and I, I think that's, that's something you have to, like, really understand if you're going to be talking about anything in FOSS. You need to talk about things in the places where people are going to see it. That is going to mean you have to compromise in sort of some respects. Like, I have a Discord server because that's the thing that people use. I have a YouTube account because that's where everyone watches videos. If I wanted to, you know, just use IRC and just use PeerTube, I could certainly do that. But way less people would see what I'm talking about. And you're not going to make... Like, if your goal is to get more people to use FOSS... You're not going to make that happen just talking to the people that already use FOSS. They don't need to be convinced. They're already using it. Yeah, this is the exact thing I once told one of my, you know, like, subscribe on my Discord. So, uh, like, you can't be isolated and just keep talking about FOSS among people who already know FOSS. If you have to, you know, like, convey the idea to normal people, you have to go to their platform and tell. Yeah. Uh, but I still highly respect people who choose to stick with principles and choose Absolutely. 100% yeah. false. I have some friends who really not use any proprietary stuff or, you know, like the bridge is really low. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I I believe like I believe like uh, it's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. You can do it, but then again, you have to make some choices. Like uh, for example, uh, if I for right now I'm using Instagram because a lot of my friends were put putting some pressure, and I'm like, okay, let's use it. <laughs> so I if I delete Instagram, then there is a trade off. Like I will lose touch on of Instagram. And yeah, yeah. the thing is. If, if you remove the aspect of privacy, it all boils down to you. Like if you don't really care about Instagram, if you're not, if you're um, not putting things up and if you don't really waste time on it, um, then it's completely fine. You don't really have to be extreme. But the threat is these technologies are so addictive and so disgusting, like it yeah. kind of your mind space. So also in Linux community, people, uh, there are all kinds of people. It's just like my audience sometimes, you know, like they keep sending me mails and messages. So it's weird. That's why I'm saying this right now. So they might, you know, watch it. So they might know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can relate because you also have a channel. People just, you know, like yeah, they I, keep asking. I've... My advice is to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, uh, and I've sort of, I've cultivated this audience where, People have discussions. I, you know, there are a lot of channels out there where it won't, it, it, basically the only thing that is true is what the YouTuber says is true. I end every one of my videos sort of asking a discussion question. I, like, if someone knows something, like, more about a topic than I do, I want to hear their feedback and here where maybe I went wrong on something. I'm not really a big fan of these. You know, you'll see some of these channels where the audience loves the YouTuber. Everything the YouTuber does is great. I, I've i never really understood why you want to just have people basically worshipping you in the comments. I'd, I, I kind of like having... As annoying as some of the people are when they go a little bit too far with, you know, what they're saying... I like having that sort of a little bit combative audience. It it adds a bit of fun. It does mean that it's like I don't okay, I don't have an addiction to Instagram, but I do have a bit of an addiction to checking and replying to my YouTube comments. Um cuz I don't just, you know, I I notice that you read all of yours and you usually, you know, heart them. I reply to a lot of them. And that's a I bad idea. I don't read. recommend that. <laughs> So I actually just heart every comment, uh, comment, and the reason behind this is I just it's fun to just click on that heart. It just feels weird. And the second reason is I just you know by hearting every comment, I just kills the point of heart. It's like sure. it doesn't matter now. That's so bad. it's okay. So I even heart the comments. Like I don't even read. Like if somebody is criticizing or something, mm. I just heart. Okay. So also, I feel like this thing. Um, Do you not like the, the heart uh, button? No, I I like pressing it. That's why I just keep like I just open my comments and I just press it. It's just feels good. Okay, so sure. so one thing is that um, about this thing, uh, people worshiping YouTuber. I was thinking about it, and I think this is the root. The root reason of this is because. All these platforms, YouTube, Twitch, and you know, like other things like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I really hate this followers uh, system, like the people subscribing or you know following someone. Because what happens is, 
not everyone put good content all the time so so what happened is if somebody uh, subscribed to someone and some person got like millions of subscribers then after some time people are gonna watch it mm-hmm. watch him like no matter what he is putting out so basically it's not about content it's about who is putting that content out mm-hmm. so it's not a fair game it's like uh, someone already have some upper ground and this is something i i i, I guess reddit um, do it better mm-hmm. but then in reddit the issue what happen is it depends on the community like mm-hmm. if some posts get a vote then it depends if the community is better then some nice posts will get a vote mm-hmm. so i believe the best way is just uh, is bit of like fortune like random or i don't know i find like all the social media to be disgusting like like instagram and fortune are equally disgusting yeah <laughs> i'm sure the people on fortune are going to like that um occasion I, d- i don't know if you ever have this happen but occasionally some of my videos will get posted over on uh, on g which is always mm-hmm. you know it's always fun to see what people yeah. are saying when that happens <laughs> Um, yeah. like my oh, video. So you, you, Sorry. You search yourself on Google. You search no, yourself on Google. No, people usually, uh, usually send it to me. Like when something gets posted on 4chan, there are people in my. I I try to avoid going to 4chan, but when there are people in my Discord that want to make it, you know, very clear that I got posted on 4chan every time it happens. Uh, like my my recent interview with the developer of Hyperland, uh, that one got posted yeah. over there. It, luckily in that one everyone was just ignoring me they were just insulting wayland so i didn't have a bu- a giant wall of people being like brody i don't know beard i get a lot of beard comments like brody your beard's bad brody shave the beard like no go away not going to happen <laughs> i i personally feel if you are watching some youtuber just watching for content and not anything yeah. else like if you are giving your mind space or anything in general about that youtuber then it's kind of waste of time a lot of people critic um, don't like luke smith's channel and they criticize me for that because i sometimes uh, mention him on my channel so i don't understand like i barely watch any of his videos which are other than linux and i barely know that but also they don't understand like i'm from india i'm a kid i'm like so younger than him and there is no connection like th- we are two different people like there is nothing to say here okay entire culture is different so mm-hmm. it's just like you guys have something something going on in your brain and you are just talking about it and people don't really care like mm-hmm. i i have some other things to do i i don't really care or think about so but we have one thing i believe is like we should not take internet seriously so whatever yeah. is going on it doesn't really matter so yeah i mean we're at- One one thing I do want to mention when you said you don't watch that many Luke Smith yeah. videos um you you don't it's not really that difficult to do that because he doesn't upload that often anyway so his last video was a month ago so it's pretty easy to not watch his videos um but yeah, I get what I mean, you was... this is I don't think he's uploading Linux related content but I have to say like Luke Smith's content which is Linux related is really good like mm. he made lot of videos nice videos and it's actually helpful like yeah. all the videos i've i've learned a lot from his videos mm-hmm. and uh, your videos are kind of like if i'm exploring some tool i just go and just uh, see your videos yeah. and uh, his videos are like um, yeah i mean 
Okay, his videos are also like this, if you think about it. <laughs> well, when he did videos on tools, nowadays, what has he uploaded recently? So we've got installing an email server. Actually, that installing an email server, that's a really useful one. I Yeah, these days, he's also pushing videos, I guess. How kids' cartoons accidentally brainwash generations. Yeah, that's a very Luke Smith video. Ever notice how weird modern TV and film are? Yeah, it, Luke's channel's always been a weird one. Like, he's got Actually, the... to be honest, mm -hmm. like... Oh, yeah, you can connect. Oh, sorry. Like... Well, this, this delay okay. is massive. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, uh, what I was saying is, like, Luke's channel... I don't really connect with him. Like, a lot of the things other than Linux which he talk about, I don't understand because mm. I live in India. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, I once watched one video about some consumerism in, in America, like how he buy things and stuff. So, I don't, as an Indian, I don't relate, you know, because I don't see these kind of things here. Mm -hmm. Like, I go and get my, like, I buy stuff, like... Uh, my culture is highly different. So, yeah. yeah, you know, that's why I don't really watch. No, I, I, yeah. I do get that. It's it's very, well, even in my case, like it, a lot of the stuff he says is very America-focused. And even, even mm. in Australia, while a lot of this country is, it's very Americanized. Like, if you go to some of the major cities, they look pretty much the same as major cities in America. Even then, the culture is still, it's it's still very different. Like, I, th I think a, a simple example is, um, like, actually, what, what's the, what's a good example here? How actually how Australia feels about like curse words, swearing, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of a lot of things in America where they're like, oh, this is really taboo. You can't say that. But in Australia, he would just you know, they just use swear words as if they're saying um or ah. Uh. They use it to fill a sentence, basically, which, you know, it, it's it's a very different style of communicating. And, you know, there's all manner of other problems and things like that where they just don't translate exactly the same. So even for me, it's kind of like watching it, it. You know, it's like going to a zoo, right? This is how I see how I see Luke describing America. It's like going to a zoo. You see the Americans in the cage, and you're like, "Look at the Americans doing their weird American things." Yeah, I mean, uh, I watched one video of Australia where I'm not sure if it was Australia, but some guy, um, so president, I guess. So he was in someone's lawn, and he just asked him to move away. <laughs> that was yes, yes. That was really. So that was the moment I was like, yeah, Australia isn't like a joke. It's a nice city, uh, country. For anyone who doesn't know the video yeah. he's talking about, um, a couple of years back, I want to say it was, I don't, okay, I don't remember which prime minister it was. A couple of years back, um, there was this uh, newscast being done in some suburb. I don't remember why. I think they were like building houses there or something. And... They were recording and the Prime Minister was standing on someone's lawn. And the guy who lived at that house came out and basically yelled at them to get off the grass because he had just, like, laid down new seeds and he doesn't want the grass to be damaged. And, like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> there, There's a lot of examples of this in Australia, actually. Um, there are multiple... Uh, leaders of this country who have had shoes thrown at them during a talk, tomatoes thrown at them, 
and nothing happens to the person. Like, one of these people, uh, I think the guy who threw the shoe, he went down to the, the local bar, the local pub, and just started drinking with his friends. The police showed up, and they're like, we're here to arrest you. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he was like, why am I getting arrested? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Now I feel like India is also kind of like a joke country. <laughs> India is a bizarre country. <laughs> like it's really it's really hard to describe. Yeah, I don't really so, know anything about India outside of like what's been shown in movies. Like that that that's pretty much what I know about. I don't even know if that's a realistic like you know, description of what India is like. I'm not gonna tell you. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> sure, sure. It's really hard to tell, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it depends. Also, it depends on what movie you're watching. Uh-huh. Like, there are different, different kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah. So, but there uh, recently in India, I visited one place in Arunachal. It's called Titan. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a really nice place. So I'm recently. So I'm planning to. So we got like 12 months in a year. So mm-hmm. I'm planning to spend like two months every year to some some nice place which are with some nature and mountains and, you know, some valley area. Mm-hmm. So just so the thing about eating is the best part is there is no Internet. Those mm-hmm. I don't know why those people are like, it's a bad thing. I'm like, yo, it's so it's so good. You know, it's it's a good place to just cut down, mm-hmm. like, you know, get rid of any kind of Internet addiction. Yeah. So. I might go there again and okay so I'm planning to do like growing my own food or something okay. but I'm afraid if I mention on my channel like how these guys go like it's like it's it's not inspired it's mm-hmm. my own thing like I want to do it okay yes. but let's see I might make a video on that the first comment is going to be Indian Luke Smith I guarantee it dude like I mean I'm fine does that annoy, okay. Here's a question. Does that annoy you when people constantly try to compare you to Luke? Because I, I certainly got a lot of that early on, especially when I was making videos that were very... They were basically just Luke Smith videos with an Australian accent. No, like, this doesn't annoy me. Like, mm-hmm. First of all, Luke Smith is a like really good YouTuber, obviously. like He's one of the best friends YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think any other person made such a nice videos like uh, as in so i don't understand like why this will annoy me and about like some people not liking luke and they are bashing me over it so this is just stupid like i don't really like whatever opinions he have like he have his own opinion like yep. india so some people call him like uh racist i guess okay so especially even again so i believe indians also can be racist like i am also i i'm not sure like i'm racist or not but Maybe somebody find me racist. So mm-hmm. it's it's his, basically his personality doesn't matter to me. Like his content does. So mm-hmm. uh, according to a report, India was one of the most racist country. So so it everybody have their his own opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I did want to ask you about is how did you actually get started using Linux? Like how long have you been using mm-hmm. it? Why did you start using it? So. Okay, let me start. Okay. This is a good 
good question so can i just mention like uh, my computer journey and not just linux because i guess uh, so i i was just uh, I, I never had like any experience prior experience with programming or anything so it was the school time and one day i watched this movie the social network and then i started you know learning how to do web development mm-hmm. and uh, i got really motivated by watching that movie so my goal was very simple so whatever he was doing in the movie i wanted to do that so he was doing some mysql lamp stake some you know making a php website mm-hmm. so i spent like two months and i learned like php and i learned c programming for fun and i learned html css and i ended up making a first version of facebook like website okay mm-hmm. so i was pretty happy with that it was really trash but it was working so <laughs> the logging form was working and everything like feed was working so from there i was like okay it's fine I, i'm enjoying it at that time i had a really shitty system it had some virus on it so it was windows 7 some really weird viruses so i managed to learn few other technologies over time i realized in order to get good and be exactly like you know the mark zuckerberg in the movie mm-hmm. so in the social network i have to learn how to use computer with command line mm. so at that point i'm like okay so so i was googling like what he was doing on his computer and just to figure out so that's how i figured out he used php to create a facebook so so then i realized like okay he was using linux so at that point i started using linux my first distro was linux mint and then I even figured out like what desktop environment he was using in the movie. You know the movie, right? Like the social network. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was, I watched it years ago. I couldn't tell you any details about it besides it, he made Facebook. That's the yeah. only thing I remember. It, it was really hard to figure out what desktop environment he was using. I knew he was using KDE 4, but mm-hmm. I wanted an exact desktop environment. But then, okay, it was KDE 4, mm-hmm. but now, you know, KDE was, is so changed. So mm-hmm. I Googled, there was, there's this desktop environment, Trinity, okay, Trinity desktop environment. Mm-hmm. So it was the closest, which I oh, can get. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, whatever he was doing, I ended up learning those over time, mm-hmm. but my real Linux learning happened when I switched to DWM and mm-hmm. because before that I was just using it uh, by GUI and I don't really appreciate that. I believe like Linux should be used properly with, uh, at least you should know how to use it with command line. Otherwise mm-hmm. there is no point. I mean, yeah, for privacy reasons, it's fine. But you know, like if you just want to use computer normally, mm-hmm. but if you want, um, like truly get the fun out of linux then you have to learn how to use it with shell Mm. and the idea that you only need one terminal and you can just do whatever you want from the terminal is just like really exciting so also i realized over time like it's so easy to install any uh, software or doing programming work by using arch linux i specifically arch linux because you know packages are everything and stuff so i really loved it every time you know if i if somebody asks me to write a code in Windows machine, then it's really hard. And I have a little bit experience with Mac too. I even installed Hackintosh for like two months uh, in my old PC. Did so, you do videos on that? Or was that way before that? No, it was it? it was way before. Yeah. And Hackintosh installation was, was one of the hardest installations which I ever did. 
I managed to run it and I was so happy, but after two months, I was like, okay, it's not that good. It's boring. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it, you know, um, when I started using Linux, I had this uh, journey of disrupting. And first I did a lot of disrupt, then desktop environment hopping after Arch Linux, of course. So after Arch Linux, I did a lot of, like I explored all the desktop um, environments, like even enlightenment and many others. So uh i used to enjoy every one of them mm -hmm. for starting one month and then switch and it's like i try something and i'm like this is forever and after one month this sucks let's just move on yeah that first month but is really then, exciting you try it, it's this yeah. new experience like wow it's all crazy and then yeah. you're like once you're in there for a month or so that's when you start to notice everything that's a problem with it um i i noticed this like with um when I was switching between some window managers as well, like you, you, that that start is always fun, and then you get to a point where you're like, "How do I do this thing I want to do?" And then you have no idea, and you're like, "Okay, next one it is then." <laughs> but the problem with these things is, I reach to a point. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I reach to a point where I feel like I'm like homeless. Like mm -hmm. I don't know what to use like mm. i i get to a point and this is happening to me right now like mm. literally right now so on my pc i cannot use dwm because now i'm so much used to hyperlane and i cannot i okay i install hyperlane but with <laughs> nvidia i cannot screen share ah, so yeah. i i by the way this is like an update so on nvidia 950 mm -hmm. okay 950 gtx if you uh if you manage to install hyperland it will work but your screen share might not work okay. at least for me okay so so yeah i don't know what to use now <laughs> i'm like such a sad situation so so yeah so i might go back on you know in just <laughs> in just windows <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm literally just frustrated because my screen share is not working and mm -hmm. i cannot really go back to dwm mm -hmm. i even had like this so for one year i was really happy uh, mm -hmm. with linux because i had my perfect dwm build i have like all my configs i have a script which auto install everything mm -hmm. so everything was working fine for me but now after using hyperland i cannot really go back to dwm because it lacks so much and i never realized it i, I don't know what i was thinking wait, but now i feel like wait wait okay yeah. what is it lacking that you didn't realize i want to know because dwm is like very basic i want to know what exactly is the problem here maybe my patches were like i haven't patched a lot maybe uh -huh. that's the reason but if i toggle to like floating mode i cannot go back or if i toggle without going to floating mode like if i just you know resize my uh, any window mm -hmm. you know it doesn't go back it's not like i i wasn't able to use my computer it was mm -hmm. but you know it was not that fun like there was some kind of mental restriction like okay i cannot if i just accidentally resize my window mm -hmm. i won't go back also, you can't really have animation. I, I tried, I watched all your PyCom videos. I tried all the builds of PyCom, but you can't really have animation so easily. Also, there is so much bootstrapping you have to do in order to get uh, a up running DWM. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, okay, I always liked Suckless software, but right now I am in a situation where I, I have to say, like, Suckless kind of sucks. Like, DWM was the only thing which i was like okay with other than that tell me what suckless software you can use i understand d menu d menu is really good 
Oh yeah, D menu you can use. Uh, I was thinking about search at the point, but yeah. So it's not like it's completely useless. It depends mm -hmm. on what system. But if you're you know daily using, and if you if you have like some job or anything, you can't mm -hmm. use it. Yeah, you if you are just like uh, hobbyist, you can use it. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like uh, there have to be someone who might use it and who can you know challenge me on that. So. Oh, I guarantee, when I clip this section out, I guarantee there's going to be people that are like, DWM is the greatest thing ever, you have no idea what you're talking about, you should apply this patch and this patch and this patch, and then all of a sudden, it works well. Or you could use a desktop that has those features out of the box, and you don't have to patch It was anything. working well, it was working well, it just like, it lacks, so I was able to do things, it's not like it was not working, Sure, but... It's like, why survive when you can live, you know, when you can That's use true. hyperlink. That's true. That's true. Uh, what yeah. is, so I, I run an AMD card. I use a 6700 XT. Uh, I had a bunch of people in my comments asking whether Hyperland was good with NVIDIA. So what has the that experience been like with NVIDIA? Besides, obviously, your screen sharing issue. It worked. It worked perfectly. Like you just follow the guide of Hyperlink Wiki. If it worked in 950, I believe it will work in any. So they try to scare you with all the like, okay, don't do it, but just do it. It will work. What? Um, yeah, I mean, you just have to follow the guide. But I have to say the guide is little bit unclear. Mm -hmm. I watched a video by some guy. So it uh, in the guide they send you to some thread which i think is not really needed you have oh, to wow. skip some substance like i post one second let me just type it on uh, i know you're uh, watching this vaxry fix it um <laughs> install nvidia dk ms okay uh, -huh. uh this section so I went to this Archwiki DKM kernel mod setting and what I did is I followed the Archwiki guides mm -hmm. but then I realized it was not really needed like you can't you can just go ahead and you know like so yeah that video actually helped me Nvidia just uh, seems like generally a mess it seems like unless you're using something uh, like PopOS where everything's just done for you um there's just always extra work that, ha that has to be done I regret it every day. <laughs> when you Dude, get like, a... I can't, yeah, I I can't play Counter Strike on Linux because of this Nvidia bullshit. Like seriously, I hate this. I I don't get FPS. CS:GO used to get a uh, really nice FPS before. Now I don't know if you know or not. Like on my channel, I always say Linux gaming is sort of like a, a happening thing. Mm -hmm. But if you really believe. If somebody tells you like you can do Linux gaming and if you end up believing him, then you know you just got pranked or you know, it's just a joke. It's not real. So I tried playing a lot of games in Linux. I always wanted to be like, okay, let's do 100% Linux and mm -hmm. you know play all my games in Linux. Even though I play only two, two, three games, which which is natively support in Linux, yep. it doesn't work as good. So yeah, maybe my graphic card sucks. Maybe it's my fault. But yeah. I, I don't know like whose fault it is, it is, but right now it's not uh, like you shouldn't play games in Linux right now if you don't want to suffer, you know, like I, the best. 
and uh, you can dual boot like it's not uh-huh. a big or if you are installing steam spyware it it doesn't matter like just dual boot and play games and just yeah. go back it's it's always good to separate workspace for one for some nice things and other for some notorious things like gaming yeah. I can't speak for gaming being a mess on like I play all my games on Linux. Like I I don't have any problem. You have AMD, no? I have you AMD, have yeah. So that's it. <laughs> Cause I, I'm playing like, you know, Yakuza, Hogwarts, everything that I'm playing, like I the only I, I don't even know the last time I played a game on Windows. It would have been like three or four years ago. I've played games, you know, on emulators. So technically, you know, we're just emulating like a PS2 or something. But like the games that I'm actually playing on Linux, they seem to work fine. Maybe I'm just lucky. I don't play CSGO. So maybe it's just a CSGO problem. I don't know. CSGO works. CSGO works. But recently, what I don't know what happened, but FPS is really low. Like in comparison to Windows machine, mm-hmm. usually CSGO gets a lot of... So one game I usually play is uh, this uh, Morrowind, which is Elder Scrolls starts yeah. out. Okay. So they they have like this uh, OpenMW engine, which is uh, mm. supported in Linux. So yeah, so few games I can play in Linux. It's not like I cannot play anything. But yeah, I remember one of my cousins, he wanted to play like Minecraft. Mm. And I installed Mindtest and I thought he might don't recognize, but he did. Mm. And he's like, installed Mine- Minecraft and I had no clue like how to. So yeah. <laughs> So I I don't like really know like Linux. If my mm. friend asks like how can I play a game, I I just um, you know tell them to install Windows, dual boot it. When you get a new GPU, buy an AMD card. It sounds like you should have an of AMD course, card. Like, I, I, like, yeah, I'm I'm sure. Let's see how much donations I get for this. What um what card are you running right now? It's a uh, 950 GTX 950. Okay, it's okay. a really old. Yeah. Well, it, look, if, if it About, works, uh, it works. See, I usually do, uh, you know, like programming, and see on my channel, I usually just show my Linux side, like I do these Linux related stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm also like a backend engineer. I know how to write, uh, like do some, you know, like these kind of work, writing APIs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DevOps engineering. These days, I'm learning about DevOps, like how Kubernetes works. So it all. So one thing I like is on Arch Linux, it just happened really quickly, so I can use it. Mm-hmm. So, so previously, when I was distro hopping a lot, uh, I was just looking for a distro which can work for me, and Arch Linux works for me. I remember one of my friend had MacBook, and I spent few days with him on my trip, and I want to mention this. So <laughs> let's do this. So. I usually I don't bitch a lot. Okay, I don't really trash talk about any. I'm like, okay, if somebody using using Windows, it's fine. Okay, sure. So I I believe in this philosophy. I know I sometimes break it uh, for jokes, but I believe in this philosophy. <laughs> like, you know, don't consume bitching, don't do bitching. Okay? Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So what happened is I ended up uh, using MacBook for we ha- we clicked a lot of pictures on that trip, and it was like. 200 i guess 300 gb of videos uh, videos and photos so mm-hmm. from so he had a camera like a dslr and i had my phone pixel phone and one one plus phone and one was iphone so mm-hmm. we had like four devices with with a camera ability okay mm-hmm. so first of all only 300 gb what a shape okay but all right so 
what happened is we had to shift all those data from that macbook because he was organizing it on his machine yep. to my laptop okay and i had just a terminal and an arch okay and he had such an expensive machine and he was not able to do it because we had like his idea was just to you know just upload it on you know drive or something and i'm like why can't we just share it like this and so in macbook i used to think using macbook is fine why because it's uh, you get the shell and it's a darwin waste and it's it's more closer to linux okay so i used sure. to think windows machines are horrible if you want to do any real like programming kind of work mm-hmm. so i used to have some sort of respect for macbook because at least they are doing some nice ui and stuff at least it doesn't look so shitty even though you are on 11th version or something okay so i ha- i used to have some respect but mm-hmm. they in in that trip i lost all of it because they actually even there is this uh, system they have some security system which is on top of this sudo and everything mm-hmm. so you had a lot of permission issues like you have you will have a lot of permission issues okay so what i did is i used this scp so his he was connected to internet i was connected with local area network so i was like okay let's do scp and he had to figure out a lot of permission related stuff and it was so horrible you can't access any file i ssh into his system but still not able to get anything because everything was there is there was no root user or i don't know so it was a nightmare so at, after that uh, so i um, that night macbook lost all the respect okay uh-huh. so so i was like okay arch linux is the only thing right now i can use mm-hmm. and i'm super afraid that what happen if it breaks or like what i mean not like break break it's like but something happened to this os because i'm really literally at a stage where um i really don't know what to use right now as a desktop environment mm-hmm. and by you know i really need some os which works for me and arch linux is the only one so this is why i sometimes think think about using some other distro like void or something which can Gen replace arch for me yeah. no <laughs> not chain to how can you use chain to you know like if i have to I mean, isn't it a meme? I thought it's a meme. The, Wait, the reason I brought up Genju is the guy that I had... This video hasn't gone up yet, but the guy that was on last week's episode, I guess last week as we're, as we're recording this, um, his name's Imolo. Uh, he installs Gentoo on... He's installed Gentoo on a PS2. He's installed on an Xbox 360. Like, the, he's installed... He, when he was compiling... Uh, he compiled Rust with a Pentium 2. Pentium 3, Pentium 3, and it took him like 38 days. <laughs> so, you know, you could do it. I, I have I have used it too, and um, yeah, it, um, I mean, it's, I don't know, like it's so, you can't use it as like a daily distro. <laughs> if you install Firefox, it's going to take a lot of time. Even I don't, like, I have a, I don't even have an AMD CPU, so, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't have Ryzen threads or like anything mm-hmm. to compile. So let me know if you know any other distro which can replace Arch for me in future. I mean, I'm not gonna move, but I, I, you know, like someday it can happen. Like, I, I am an Arch Linux user. People will make fun of me all the time because, like, Brody, you'll never use anything else. Like, yes, true. Like, why, why would I? Like, what would I? Unless I want to go with a, a system that is simpler. Like, I want to go to an Ubuntu or. Uh, popware, something where everything is just set up out of the box. But I don't want to do that. 
so what would I get out of going to Void Linux, to Gen 2, to anything else like that? Like, I guess the only difference then would be I get rid of System D, but I just don't really care about it. Besides that, there's not really any benefit to me that I can see from going anywhere else. I've... Arch is pretty much, like... Arch is the end game of Linux. Like, once you're here, everything else... It's not like anything gets better. It's just... It's just the same. Like, Void is as good. Gen 2 is as good. I get... No, I, yeah, I, I I'm don't happy. think, like... I don't think Arch is like an end game mm -hmm. uh, because there are like I have been in Emacs community a lot and these guys are like really they are not using Arch. They, I mean they might but they mostly I, I've seen people using Gwix a lot. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, so community is so big. There are so many districts really hard and most of them we are not even familiar. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe first of all most beginners they spend so much time on distro it's kind of like a waste of time because in the end of yeah. the day it all depends on um whatever distro is providing you the best uh, package availability yeah you just have to go with it mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter anything else like because every linux is kind of same and once you know how to customize and once you install uh your desktop environment by yourself on top of a minimal system and you know it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. just use anything what you want uh but the thing is if you s start using some distro you just get comfortable with uh, looking up online like uh, reading their documentation and you know just looking up um their package like uh, package manager mainly okay so mm -hmm. if somebody asks me to move to something like debian mm -hmm. or uh, ubuntu well, first of all i have experience with ubuntu i did jobs where you know i had to install ubuntu because there was some program i was working with this nvidia program deepstream and mm -hmm. it had like it was some ai related tool and it had had only support on Ubuntu machines and I had really horrible time with Ubuntu okay I really hate the distro and it, it's just my experience maybe it's good or not I don't know but sure. I've seen my colleagues using Ubuntu and I suggest uh, them to at least use Mint have some decency okay but they're like uh, okay I, for some reason they they like pink terminal I guess purple terminal whatever so mm -hmm. I so I believe like using apt get is a mystery uh -huh. for me so this is why i just uh i might don't move to you know like any ubuntu or debian based systems i guess but i know people who are who are comfortable with it like chris ochimiti is debian he knows debian he always um like he even made a video best links to debian um and debian have a high package support so yeah if i fail arch maybe debian because even on the server i run debian mm -hmm. one okay i can't say distro one os i really want to use is freebsd i'm a channel i always mention have you ever used freebsd i i haven't i've had to ask me a, lo a lot to be like hey they're like brody run bsd like run freebsd i did see you did some videos on freebsd and you're like there's like three videos and then you I gave up um i look okay i like video games okay and i want to play video games on the operating system that i run on a day-to-day -day basis and if i'm using free bsd that's not gonna happen dude like if you are using free bsd you can't be a part of normal society <laughs> like you have to abandon a lot of things mm -hmm. so 
but the thing is uh, previously lack community but uh, it's a good distro to run in a server so if you have any server mm-hmm. uh, i really wanted to run previously on it mm-hmm. um it's rock solid it's good yeah i i believe like bsd systems are a little bit better in in terms of linux uh, in general like linux based distros um yeah they, they have like some license um conflicts like people don't like bsd license but uh, if we if the community get big then sooner we will get like something better than linux but you know not gpl so but yeah it all depends on if the community grow and to be honest like i don't really feel like FreeBSD community or linux community is you know like suddenly is going to become mainstream or grow it's always be uh, in the dark what was your experience like on freebsd like that for that period you were using it I have uploaded some videos and um, so my mic was not working. That's why I had to come back well, to a, my That's a good arch. start. Yep. Yeah. I even made an apology video. It was a really big, I, I made an apology video because first I moved to FreeBSD. So I really liked FreeBSD. The community was really good mm. and the package variety was also really good. Mm. One thing I really like about FreeBSD is if you follow the concept of minimalism, they they had like things really organized and mm. their user land was really clean. And this is like the main reason I liked it. And everything was way simpler than Linux. Like in Linux, everything sounds like seems really bloated. Mm-hmm. I even wrote a blog about it. So also you, I don't know if you know or not, like Linux development is really messy. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, Linus Torvald and it's just one guy and everything. So uh, there, there is even a GitHub repo where somebody mentioned how many uh, curves like um f words like yeah, so yeah, yeah. and you know like so things like this doesn't happen on FreeBSD. these people are like really serious and they the development is really nice so i'm not into that much into like i don't really understand these things that much but it just feels like yeah they, these this is like better mm-hmm. so uh, and I have read about it, so that's another reason. Mm-hmm. I actually also I went to this event Hilax and I met a guy who was one of the BSD open BSD developer mm-hmm. and he also mentioned these things. So yeah, from there I was like, okay, fine, like let's try FreeBSD. And I like FreeBSD. One thing I will really appreciate is documentation. Mm-hmm. FreeBSD had like really nice documentation. In fact, you can learn about kernel and your system much more if you are using freebsd mm-hmm. if you want to go into like how os works inside then you should you know move to like with freebsd you can do it more easily in comparison mm-hmm. to linux mm-hmm. yeah. so these were my reasons like well, it, i mean you can still yeah like I, do whatever you want yeah. i get it why people use it um it, it absolutely makes sense oh, on that thing about the um the swear words in in the Linux kernel, there was a... I, I've been meaning to make a video on it for so long, I keep forgetting. There is this research paper. I'll see if I can find what it was called. Um, this research paper that was making its way around Twitter a little while ago. Where is it? Do I have it here? I should. I don't remember the website. Somebody... I don't know where I got that link, but... No, it it's not that. It's a separate thing. Um, not Not mm, the... Uh, where is it? I... Here it is. Okay. Um, okay. 
The paper is called, when it decides to load, is there a correlation between the use of swear words and code quality in open source code by Jan Stremmel? This was their bachelor's thesis. It's a 46-page thesis on whether swear words improve the quality of code. And it, it's full of formulas and all this other nonsense. And <laughs> look... I love it. I love that things like this exist. I, I get what I get what you're saying about, you know, seriousness in um in Linux, but like, you know, it is kinda hilarious when you can do a search and you see that like while other words are like sort of flat, crap is just going like this up to the moon. This is funny. Like a sixty page pieces on something like this <laughs> look it's certainly gonna I, I guess the main... it's certainly an original thesis that's for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah no, i mean obviously it have to be some bachelor dude like your audience i believe is mm. really young right like most of them are young right that's a good question i'm gonna find I'll, I'll let you know uh let's go where oh, am you're I? gonna see this right yeah, good man. Like, I feel right like uh, I, I feel bad sometimes. Like all my uh, audience, uh, like whoever messaged me, most of them are like uh, eighteen or like college students or less than twenty mostly. Mm-hmm. It it and this might sound weird, but uh, I every time when someone contact me, I just ask two three questions like, uh, "What is your age?" And if he say if his, his age is less than me or like less than twenty, then I usually just skip on like. I don't really talk a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends, but so on my channel, I always try to. So when I, when I think like, okay, my audience quality is getting down. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I I get really noobish comments. Uh-huh. So suddenly the next video is about something serious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like I always try. So I always care about what kind of uh, people are watching my channel. And I really love like um, I always bash my audience, but I really like my audience because. You know, like these people are some like uh, I feel like whatever I say, you know, nobody understand but them. Like my audience really understand whatever I'm saying. So I really like this thing. So this is one thing I really enjoy running this channel. Like people understands me. Okay. So, but one thing I really find weird is everybody is like faceless. Uh, some anime lolis and profile and things like that so <laughs> they're all weird like you you must get like weird messages i get all the time like uh people ask really really weird stuff to me so yeah so the people it's kind that of are, like immature audience yeah the people that are really weird i just block them like i'm not gonna i i'm not gonna deal with with any of you that's go away um so you asked about my my audience age so my biggest demographic is 25 to 34 at 31.9%. My second biggest is 18 to 24 at 31.5%. And my third biggest is 35 to 44 at 18.9%. Also, 3.1% female audience. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for a tech well, channel. Be- I mean, mine is, I guess, zero point something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, 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 when I make video, I really believe like no female audience is watching. 
That's what I believe. <laughs> That's probably a fair guess. I'm surprised it's that high. It's been slowly going up and up. I maybe look. Maybe there's something to the beard. Maybe maybe people actually like the beard, and all of the people complaining are just jealous of it. I don't know. <laughs> Do you like regret your videos? Like you upload videos, and you're like, "Why I did this?" I I have this all the time. Like not straight away, but sometimes I'll yes, go back do. and like look at some of my older videos, and I just don't know why I uploaded it. I feel like there's something wrong with it. Like in, in many cases, you know, I made some mistakes in it. it. Was like, why did I? Why didn't I properly research this? But even videos where they were good videos at the time, some of them I go back. Uh, like especially when I was at my old house and I had the camera right in front of me at the fucking blur, the, the bright lights behind me, and I was just like, "Hi guys." This is the video today. And it's like, what is this video? This is awful. Why did I upload this? Your videos are like really well researched. I always want to do this like because on my video, I sometimes just don't even tell the audience like just came over things and just like quickly skip everything. So in my videos, I used to make videos with like little bit research before, but these days like I barely, I make videos really quickly. So uh, I regret all my videos. Like I, every video I make, after some time, I'm like, dude, this is so weird. Why I did this? So it's really in your old videos, you used to do all like you used to do these gestures with your hands. I, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I still do them. It's great. Yeah. People hate it. I it's... do this all the time. <laughs> Even in my rap, I mentioned it. Like, why are you doing today? I don't know. Like I. Just... I... Turning, turning dance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, look, you I, do dance, like, hmm? are you a turning dancer? Like, there is a dance form called, you know, turning dance. I T-U-T-I-N-G. Don't, T- you don't know. Oh. T- you do it all the time. <laughs> uh, it, I, it's basically dancing with hands. Just, huh. you know, moving your hands. Yeah, yeah you I've, nev- I've never heard of this. Oh, I see. Oh, I have seen this before. Ah, uh, no, yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I feel like if I'm just, you know, sitting still with my hands just down by my side like this, it's, it's really boring. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I can express myself as much if I'm not waving my arms around with the things that I'm saying. I feel like it, yeah, it so adds well. some, you know, <laughs> adds some, some extra expression, extra oomph to what I'm saying. And it yeah. also bothers people, which is the best part. <laughs> like I mean, I believe like every YouTuber have his own thing. So, mm-hmm. like on my channel, uh, sometimes I get really excited about some software, mm-hmm. and people really like it. Like, even though it's generic, so I don't release like. So people ask me to make video on something, and I don't like if I'm exploring something, and if I. Like, if I generally get, you know, feel that, okay, I should make a video, then I make video. So this is why sometimes I don't even upload. And, uh, but sometimes I want to ask you this, like, (laughs) you and also, like, uh, some other channels, like, Distributive, I believe, like, you guys um, make videos which are, like, you guys are, like, a responsible channel. You guys mention, you know, if you don't research well, then it's going to be, like, 
I I expect if I'm watching your video, like it's it's not nonsense. It have to be some on point video, okay? And I barely you know um, expect any any stupidity or anything. So it's like a proper videos. So this is like kind of like a day job. It's a hard thing to do. It's not so casual. It's not easy. Okay, so don't you feel like YouTube? Like don't you get bored out of it? Because I run YouTube and my videos are like. I sometimes get feel uh, like feel like cage. Okay, I have to make a video or something like that. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. I'm a crazy person. We'll get. We'll go with that. I I like just digging around with software. I like to break systems apart and and sort of see how they piece together. I'm not saying that I don't feel burnout from time to time there have definitely uh, definitely been some times where i feel like the videos i'm making are just boring and like this is okay this is why i've really changed up the way that i'm doing content the style of content i'm doing because there was that period uh where you know i was just doing the window manager stuff then i was doing the vim plugin stuff now i'm doing a lot more of the news and commentary stuff I think what's kept me interested in what I'm doing is constantly changing what I'm doing. And the only videos I make are videos that interest me. Like, every topic that I do, at a bare minimum, at the time, it was something that grabbed my attention. Maybe I saw a Reddit post about something, maybe I saw an article, but whatever the video is... I only make videos where I am interested in the topic. There's none of these videos where I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm phoning it in just because it's it's a thing that's probably going to be popular. Like I've done videos on the Twitter uh, the Twitter takeover. I've done videos on ChatGPT, and these videos do horribly on my channel. But the reason I uploaded them is I just wanted to make that video. And I wanted to research the topic. A lot of the things that I do these videos on, I was going to research anyway. So, might as well just do a bit more research and structure it in a video format, I guess. Maybe that doesn't make any sense, but like, you know, I, 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 as we established earlier, I don't have that much of a life. So, I'm just doing what I'm doing and I enjoy it. To be honest, like it's less work than I, I used to be doing. Like when I was when I was studying, that was way way more work than I'm doing now. So, it, to me, it, it's it's kind of chill. <laughs> it's, it's not even that big of a deal to me. When like when I when I tell other people uh, how much how much work I do on the channel, they're like, "Why? I I, I don't get it. That's so much work." Like I don't know. I just I just do it. It just happens. <laughs> I don't really have a good explanation yeah. for it. I guess uh, like you you take channel more serious than me, like mm -hmm. especially. Um, I guess um, Distributive is also taking cha his channel really seriously these days. Like, um, uh, I, I, tell me if I'm you know incorrect. Like he switched uh, from like he's now like a full time YouTuber, right? Like he. I believe so. Yes. So one thing I notice is when you get full time, uh, mm -hmm. YouTube, uh, like the 
when you push content yeah the quality goes down like his, yeah. his videos used to be really nice but these days it's so pushed mm-hmm. also the channel is like highly organized so i don't know maybe you know like whatever reason it is but uh like some of his videos are like these days it's highly pushed and this is the same thing which happened with Link smith channel like it is happening with Link smith channel like he made some random vpn video and i there was no point mm-hmm. at that point like he already mentioned these vpn so when when that video is pushed this is not good like if you are making like informative video it's fine but uh, it shouldn't be pushed it's yeah. something which is needed you know? mm-hmm. but uh, who am i to say like my channel is like the one like completely random but as a viewer that's my opinion like as a i don't even consider my channel like uh, the next channel or you know mm-hmm. it's a movie channel classic japanese movies yeah i'll no, upload I, one more i do get yeah. what you're saying there i i've certainly i i like i like dt's channel i really i, I do i've watched him for a long time but no, i definitely I, know i also like I definitely know what you're saying, though, where... Well, look, I did a reaction video to one of them not that long ago because I felt like the video just wasn't very good. I felt like there was I a lot of... Gnome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like Gnome, yeah. And... I think... That, that's one thing I'd be worried about if I did start doing YouTube full-time. I don't want to be in a position where I'm getting videos out just because they are videos that i know people want to see this is why i have such a focus on doing the things that i want to do because if i'm doing the things that i want to do i feel like that comes across in the video it does it's not like okay we're gonna talk about ubuntu 23.04 today it's yay so much fun it's so different from the last version now it's about a lobster. Like, that that's not exciting to me. I feel like with the videos where I'm genuinely interested in the topic, I can give off, like, I want to be able to give off a certain amount of energy in my videos and make it so they are interesting to watch. Not just because it's an interesting topic, but because of the way that I'm presenting it is also grabbing your attention as well. And that's something I've had to work on a lot. Like, my my style of presenting... I don't have any, you know, formal training in talking in camera or, like, no presenting anything like that. So this is something I've had to learn a lot over time. And I've finally gotten to a point where I am mostly happy with where I'm at. But I never want it to become stale. I always want to add new things to it to, you know, if, so for new viewers, it's something different. But for long-time viewers, it also, even though it's familiar, it's still got some new spark to it to grab your attention. Yeah. See, uh, for new users, your channels are, like, really good. Like, your channel and DD channel, you know. What about mental outlook? Like, okay, we are discussing YouTubers now. That's fine. Like we mental can do that. outlook. I mean, he used to be really nice links YouTuber, but now he's a tech YouTuber. I, but I, I feel like his videos are interesting. Mental outlook's hmm. videos are really nice. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think Mental Outlaw does a lot better of a job being a general tech YouTuber. Like his videos, yeah. I think, are really, really good now. 
Um, yeah. Also, you know, being a general tech YouTuber, this is one of the nice things about it. There's a lot more people that will watch it. So his channel is much bigger than most of the channels mm. in the Linux space. The only other channel that's yeah. around the same size is Chris Titus Tech, who also isn't a Linux channel. It's Linux and Windows. So mm. just doing Linux being, videos, being, you sort of like, limit what you can do, like limit how big the channel can get. Don't you want, like, don't you think about just like moving away from Linux to like general tech so you will get more subscribers, like something like that? I'm 100% sure you must have think about it. No, I, I know. I I like doing the Linux videos, but I also like to throw in those general tech videos as well, just to sort of test the waters and sort of see how it's going to go. If something is interesting in the general tech space, I'm not going to shy away from it. While I am, you know, 95 98% a Linux channel... I'm not a channel that exclusively is going to do Linux. As I said, if something interests me, like ChatGPT, like the Twitter stuff, like Mastodon, like, um, I don't know, just anything else out there, if it's... I'm going to keep it in the tech space just because that's, you know, sort of what I want the channel to be, but I'm not going to shy away from it just because that's not the core focus. I don't know if there would ever be a time where... I'm primarily doing things that are not Linux, but I can't really say what will happen in the future. Maybe I'll go down that same route as Mental Outlaw, and one day I'll I will be talking about other stuff. I I just sort of follow what I think makes the most sense right now. I don't really have a a long term plan. I just throw things out, and if I enjoy them and they work, I just Keep doing it. Yeah. I I like how the podcasts have been reverted. Like I mean, me asking Lucian. Um uh, like, uh, this is a nice change. I, Usually yeah. I'm just letting my guests talk the entire time, but sometimes it's nice to talk myself as well. Yeah. I, I do this. So, you know, like um I wanted to say something. Um my channel. Mm-hmm. I also think about like moving to tech. So I believe in this thing. So, you know, there are four metrics I believe that YouTube, uh, it matters in YouTube. So one is your title. Mm-hmm. So how YouTube categorize, like I used to think like how YouTube categorize any video. So one is title, another mm-hmm. is description text. Okay. And third is comments. And mm-hmm. fourth is like uh, this thing, subtitles. Okay. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're saying. So if, I make a video which is not Linux related. I still put titles like, you know, how to scrape web by a Linux user or how. So if I'm making a vlog about me um, making some tea, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like how Linux user make tea, okay. So uh- I just try to put my video like you, you know, in my algorithm, I always try to show that, okay, this channel is about Linux mm-hmm. and not tech. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, on my channel, a lot of my videos are deleted, and you can watch it on ODC. I release video related to piracy. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I made this private tracker video about private trackers, and I asked my audience to not mention this thing, like anything related to piracy or mm-hmm. any keyword. 
all right and they were so nice they did random comments they're like today we learned about you know like silicon chips today we learned about blah 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 how to make rockets so and in my video i didn't mention you know any torrent or anything all right mm -hmm. and even in my title i didn't write like any key mm -hmm. so i kind of fooled the algorithm like there is no way unless somebody reported there is no way uh youtube will figure out but i deleted it for some other reason because obviously i i got few strikes and then for some other videos mm -hmm. so i deleted a lot of my videos you know youtube is really horrible platform with you so but on one April, uh, on like first of April, I wanted to release this video, like why I hate piracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a April Fool's video, but I didn't did this. So I had these arguments, like uh, so when uh, so if you have like OTT subscription of Netflix, for example, mm -hmm. and you have a term and condition with the Netflix that if you break the, these terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. And uh, if and if you ripped any video, if you uh, you know downloaded any episode, so it's kind of like a violation, mm -hmm. all right. And this is fine. This is fine. People do it. They are like, okay, you can't restrict us. It's about freedom. If we are getting the data, all right. But if you are you know filling up some form for on some Netflix in company, you know like Netflix, and there is this some sort of an agreement that company say that we are not going to share your data mm -hmm. but if the company share your data then certainly it's about you know my privacy mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like so there is some sort of hypocrisy so so yeah, yeah i was just thinking like is it okay to do piracy or not whatever this is a yeah. I... look at the end of the day I look. I I could sit here and say that you know, morally you probably shouldn't. But look, look right. I watch anime. Sometimes you know, there's not a place that easily streams it. We all know how the anime is acquired. I I, I sort of I don't know. I like to pay for things when I can. But the internet has made it so easy to just acquire things that you want to watch. You can find any music you want to see. You can find any movies you want to see. And there is not a cent attached to it. You, you don't have to pay anything to get that. And I... You definitely need people to be buying stuff for it to be funded, for it to be created in the first place. But I, I don't know. Like, part. Dude, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I don't. I don't think we have to think a lot. Like, see, yeah. my logic is simple. If I can get it, then mm. I'll get it. You know, like if I. If one there is nothing stopping. One no. area where I don't care at all is with um is with game emulation. So the way that I this is just my personal thing with game emulation. If a game is still in print, like if you can buy a new copy of it, I will buy a copy. But if it's a PS2 game, if it's a you know Nintendo sixty four game. Like, buying a second-hand copy isn't supporting the developers, so what difference is there between acquiring it through other means 
and buying a secondhand copy and emulating it. In my mind, absolutely nothing. Like, I, I don't really care. See, in India, um, there is this place in my city where you can just go and buy pirated cities of any game. Like, it's really common. That just, so, I, I've, I've certainly heard about those uh, that before, but... Um, so you can just... There's just pirated games just for, and pirated music and stuff just for sale. I mean, in India, piracy is really common. Like, mm-hmm. we don't even need, like, VPNs to open any pirated mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. It's like open very easy. So... To be fair, in Australia, we don't we don't really take it anywhere near as seriously as America either. Um, so, a couple of years back, there was a bunch of piracy websites uh, where the government was like, ISPs have to block this. What they did is a DNS block. So if you just don't use the ISP's DNS, it just isn't blocked. <laughs> so we will take the the easiest possible approach to appease the government and then pretend like we're doing everything we need to do. You, until you find like some system, systematic way to, you know, stop people from pirates, pirating mm-hmm. content, which is really hard right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like it's not going to stop, obviously. I think Valve's approach, I was it, I think it was, I want to say it was Gabe Newell that said it, that, the best way to combat piracy is availability. You yeah. the way you like game piracy is is way lower than it used to be because buying a game on Steam is really easy. Valve mm. has sales a lot. It, it's just like a one click. You don't have to worry about anything else. It's just it's just simple. There's n- nothing to really worry about. But when you think about watching a movie, for example, like. If you want to watch, just actually, it, sometimes with TV shows, one one season will be on one platform, another season will be on another platform, and then it's like you want me to buy two subscriptions just to buy the like just to watch the one show. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why is licensing such a mess? And the worst thing is they don't let you download. Like, this is like in TV shows mostly. Like, um, this kind of sucks. Like, I download all my media on my channel. I like making collection of mm. everything locally. I have two hard drives mm. completely filled with all the... And then I run Jellyfin on it. It's just, mm. like, fun thing to do. Mm. It's a good hobby thing. And and I, it, I feel like uh, doing these kind of things helps you to, you know, like, cut down uh, your internet addiction. Like, if you have... So people get bored all the time like mm. so what they do they go on the internet they use things like youtube and they just watch random videos so on a channel like if you have like some something already downloaded mm. then you won't do it so and on my channel i also want to you know discuss this thing like internet addiction a lot and uh, i will do it recently i i mean i have done it but not that much so mm. the purpose is that because I feel like it's a really big issue right now. Most mm. people don't think about it. And what you can do is by just changing the way you use software uh, can help you to cut it down. Right. Mm. So first, first step is just to recognize and then slowly just uh, uh, finding alternatives. Like for example, a lot of YouTube front ends which we use are a really nice way to cut down YouTube addiction. Mm. So and this is real. This is really common. 
And one thing is also that if you're addicted to even one platform, it's an addiction. It's a like complete addiction. It's not like you, most people, you know, try to say, okay, I'm not really addicted because I just use YouTube. I don't use anything else. It yeah. doesn't matter. One platform is enough for, you know, like addiction. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so re- previously, uh, before this channel, uh, before Linux, you can say, even I was highly addicted to internet and these kind of things. But I feel like after, so I spent like two to three years, like complete force. So I was not using Discord. This is just a new thing for me. I still don't figure out like people. My entire Discord server was managed by the people. And sometimes I forget, like I even have a Discord server. I, I once tried to leave my own server and then I realized I can't really do it. So uh, because I thought I'm just joined in some random Linux group. I, I forgot I created that Night Linux user thing. So uh, yeah, so people like, I have hard time on Discord. It's really messy thing. Mm-hmm. So also, it's highly distracting. Like it's so much going on. Mm-hmm. So this is why I like IRC kind of groups. Like IRC, basically XMPP. Mm-hmm. I haven't set it up XMPP yet, but so uh, Reddit. I started using it recently. Bad idea. And um, <laughs> Very yeah, bad I, idea. I made. I made an account on uh-huh. Reddit. See, Reddit, I used to use it before, but mm-hmm. not Reddit, specifically Tedit, Tedit.net. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, yeah, so, yeah. I've done video on it, I believe. Yeah. So it's a good readability. Like Reddit sucks. Like you can't, on a phone, I just use Tedit, like in terms of like software. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's Reddit, I always used to get some answer, like uh, at least some opinion. So basically, Reddit is my Google sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of things and Google really sucks when it comes to find some answers and Reddit becomes a better option for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Reddit was something I was using, but not like scrolling or anything. Like I was not scrolling feed. I was just looking up some yeah. answers and I was, so basically I spent years not using any social media. I never use Facebook. I never use like any, uh, these soy medias, Instagram, I started using recently. And it's a really interesting. So one of my cousins, she once asked me to make a reel. So she's like, she used to make reels and everything. And I failed at using Instagram app. And she is like, you are a programmer. You are a, like computer. You know, she's like, how idiot can you can't figure out like how to. And some friend, you know, he asked me to just visit his highlights. And I'm like, what is highlight? I spent, I Googled like, what is highlights on? So. At that time, it's just like, you know, my, I, I felt like I have to learn these things. Like mm-hmm. I have to know, I have to connect with the real world. So I'm like, I have to know these things. So even though how stupid these things are, like, I know. So, mm-hmm. so this is why I created Instagram. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just learn these things, like how people do. Mm-hmm. And this is so bizarre. Like this is so disgusting. Like, I have seen Instagram. I explored Instagram a lot like recently. And uh, on discord i feel like it's it's all like isolated bubbles like it's really messy so mm-hmm. i really don't like a lot of social media so previously i was re- learning things a lot i was more focused living a much better life uh, i mean it's not like recently my life is destroyed or something it's just like uh, uh it's really bad like uh, for people who don't understand like some people don't see these things as like a bad thing so mm-hmm. i feel like uh, uh, if, if, if someone don't talk about it, then people won't know about these things. 
so i i even believe like uh, especially in schools we should have like programs which is uh, i want to do it here in india like the programs where we teach kid how to be on internet in fact i'm mm-hmm. planning a series on how to use internet mm-hmm. for normies like <laughs> i really believe we need it like people mm-hmm. literally like okay so i sometimes scroll like internet like uh, and i see people are doing replies in comments mm-hmm. and a comment is like completely dead dead comment and they are, it's like a video with millions of views and they're replying they are you know like fighting mm-hmm. each other and you know they don't really understand like internet is not a serious business mm-hmm. okay so maybe i should make videos about this like how to use internet so my channel is going to be a little bit technology and little bit these things like this mm-hmm. little bit like it is sounding like leak smith but seriously like it's it's not okay. a little bit like leak smith so, without less walking in the woods actually um the place <laughs> which i visited uh-huh. and some words okay and i was literally thinking about making some videos there so i cannot guarantee this so yeah <laughs> okay maybe there but, will be some woods yeah. um but still not like smith i mean any woods are everywhere you know That's like true. we also have trees mm-hmm. it's so but yeah my videos will always be different i feel like there is so much space for creativity mm-hmm. uh some people try to copy my channel and there are some really small channel and uh, i'm like do you own the coffee it's like uh, uh it's just bit bit of random like mm-hmm. um, i think the i think what's made a lot of social media platforms really addictive is infinite scrolling in out of order timelines so on twitter for example um when you scroll on the like the for you page the regular page it doesn't show things in the order they were posted it shows them in like an order it wants to recommend them so even if you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling you're not going to hit the point where you notice something you've already seen whereas over on mastodon or you know in an irc channel you can only scroll so far before you get to the last thing you read like it you know if you didn't Uh, go to your mastodon for like a day or something there'd be a certain amount of comments you'd get to the end and this is it like you can keep scrolling but you've already read this stuff so like why would you keep scrolling it's it's sort of a a natural end point tiktok is really bad for this like tiktok would just keep suggesting no, more and more and more and more videos to you and you'll never see anything you've seen before what tiktok it's banned here oh <laughs> yeah youtube shorts <laughs> youtube shorts oh god like I'm, okay uh i have never seen youtube shorts because i don't use like the app Fair in, in regular PC. youtube i don't even yeah. <laughs> you just keep scrolling <laughs> you find... i'm <laughs> i'm going to give you Dude, one like... that you do use <laughs> Dude. do you know this channel baby walk yes i do yeah that channel is uh, really unique Mm-hmm. uh i really like their channel that channel is the reason why i'm moving to gnome i'm planning to move in my pc okay. i'm planning to move uh that channel convinced me because the gnome 44 have some really nice nice ui changes mm-hmm. and i believe for some time i just want to forget and just use something because my dwm was perfect like i had everything set it up there mm-hmm. but in hyperland there are a lot of things which are still missing but it's fine on my laptop i can use it but on my pc i can't use hyperland which means that 
just for PC, uh, figuring out some other window manager and then, you know, doing all these things. I feel like just install GNOME, mm-hmm. you know, and I really like this script. I started using this Arch install script, which Arch, uh, you know, like provided. It's oh, really the, nice. Give the official Arch install script, right. Yeah. Partitioning is a little bit hard uh, unless you're wiping everything. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all good. It's a bit, little bit uncomfortable. Before, before this uh, like talk, I was trying it. I was trying to install GNOME in my system, and uh, I just stopped because partitioning. I, I didn't want it to mess it up. So mm-hmm. I'm like, let's do it later. You know? Yeah. But yeah, they did. They did a really nice basic thing. Too late, but it's good. I think Arch is still. It's gotten a lot better. Like I remember when I did my first video on it, it was. It was very buggy. Back then, uh, you know how it will give you questions you have to answer? It'll prompt you for things. Uh, back in the yeah. original version, if you entered like the wrong input, the entire script would just crash and you'd have to restart all over again. Mm. I had uh, my own script to install Arch. I'll still write my own script mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you you don't have to choose anything. Yeah. So I really like this thing, like you, your entire system. So some people are keep telling me to, you know, check it out, this NixOS. Mm-hmm. I watched one video of like uh, Distributive on it and he told like, okay, you can write configuration and everything will get set up automatically. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm doing it already in March. Like I, I you know, I configure everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't understand like why I should try this, but I feel like pe- people really like it. It's it's doing something differently. Yeah, that's the reason. I should. Did, did you make any videos? I don't know. Like, On NixOS? Um, no, because yeah. people and people could ask me like, "Hey, Brody, when are you going to talk about NixOS? When are you talk- going to talk yeah. about the Nix package manager?" Look, there's so many things I can talk about. Like Nix is so low on the list of things that I care about right now. I one day maybe it'll happen, but so will one day my FreeBSD video. I don't. I have realized over the years don't promise videos just don't just say oh i'll put it on my list it'll happen at some point i don't know i'm gonna tell you when some point is it'll just happen at some point is that gonna be now is that gonna be five years from now i don't know some point you, you can't satisfy them yeah so this happened with me too like i promise videos and you know like people ask me making videos like mm-hmm. I always make false promises, whatever. So recently, like, but I, I am planning to make a hyperlink. The, the issue is I don't have a capture card and uh-huh. I don't really like virtual machines. Right. So this is the reason why I never made like arch installation or anything, uh, any of those kind of videos where also we have like Eli, oh, sorry, EF Linux guy, some, some guy who made who already made some really nice tutorials. So mm-hmm. I don't understand like why people want videos. Like people ask me to make Arch Linux install video. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, like you, you, you got so many videos online. There are even meme videos now on how to install Arch, ASMR videos, all kinds of videos. So yep, yep, it's yep. kind of useless, you know? So. You know, yeah, yeah and, like it's not difficult to install Arch, like just, no, Watch one of the videos that came mind. out, go yeah. read the wiki, and you'll work it out, surely. I mean, after installing Gen2, I feel Arch wiki seems like 
really small. Mm-hmm. Just two, two, three lines and just yeah, yeah. This is like type it out. The the only difficult part of Arch is the same thing you do on every distro, and that's petitioning. Like that, if I. I have, because I don't want to make mistakes, I have things on different drives. So I've got my home and root on separate drives. So if I'm really worried when I'm doing petitioning of something, I just unplug the drive and don't have to worry about it. No, I like, um, I have already, like, I already have a script which knows where to put, like, in which drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like like reinstalling Arch after some months just no. because you like clean? You, the la- you just my, like clean my distro is so gross. There are so many, so many packages I installed for videos and just didn't delete them. So I have, let's see how much I have installed right now. I have 1700 packages. 1700? <laughs> yeah. Dude, like how do you live with this? Such a mess. I don't know, like, it's it's just me or, like, if if my life is, like, if I'm having some really bad time in life and I'm feeling like everything is a mess, mm-hmm. I start just, I start with organizing my system. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I just sit down and I just start cleaning up packages, cleaning up my hard drive, all my files, organizing it. It just feels like, like, I'm, you know, just making my life better mm-hmm. it just sounds it, it sounds so depressing but it's like okay i'm going to now do something productive let's just organize my files and everything it just mentally give me peace so this is why i sometimes re- like uh, i do reinstallation fresh installation because when i work i ended up installing a lot of packages a lot of you know things which i don't really want and uh you know finding everything and just cleaning is hard so uh, there are always some config files which get left and it just bugs me so it's always better to just reinstall everything cleanly after some month and you know by doing so i you know i ended up finding some nice tools some nice replacements some changes you know everything so I, that, that is fun i don't know if it sounds any more depressing than just working 60 hours a week on a youtube channel they both sound pretty depressing to me Dude, like I I will it but see it's your life but uh, according to me recently I have realized this thing like uh, we should cut down our computer users like mm-hmm. uh, I mean we should means like people who spend a lot of time so my idea these days is if I'm op- like just open your computer mm-hmm. do your bo- job whatever work you have to do and just close it and do not get lost so mm-hmm. maybe and uh, maybe if you want to release video it's fine but maybe you can cut down your time on like mm-hmm. reading comments like you're addicted to comment reading so yeah I so you can start from the yeah i mean you don't really have to you know um you don't really have to shut down like cut down your videos you can mm-hmm. just you know find some other ways to cut down the time mm-hmm. because once you experience you know like it's like if you spend so much time on this and one day you might realize you miss out life so That's it's true. like it can happen and mm-hmm. that would be really sad so so these days on my channel i always say okay i'm not going to do this because i'm having a life right now so i'm not going to work on these things mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's it's weird but i say this sometimes i say a lot of random things on my channel no i think that's a good message i think i think it's important for a lot of people to hear that there are things in the world outside of the internet and maybe you should go and experience them 
and it'll give you a better perspective on life and you know it'll make that time you spend doing things on the computer a lot more valuable if you're not doing it every second of the day it's a bubble like you know like every person live like just think about few things and because you know his mind is limited so he just care about few things talks about few things so what happened with me is i realized at some point mm-hmm. that i am not like others it's not like i'm some kind of weird genius or anything it's just like uh, uh so i had a instagram account before and i was just posting some random pictures mm-hmm. and some of her i i met one of my old friend and she she asked like she told me like my account look faked fake and basically you know like uh, you think you're normal but mm-hmm. then you interact with people in real world and you realize no you just overthink a lot and you have a lot of things which are not common mm-hmm. and i'm not saying there is nothing wrong in it people can have a personality if it's fine but uh, you should experience as much as you can and not just you know get lost in one bubble you know mm-hmm. this is why i'm planning to spend two months in you know just forgetting whatever i do and going to some nice place in mountains or something uh just to live experience another life you know mm-hmm. like doing and you know like connect with nature mm-hmm. i feel like everyone should do it yeah. i think that's a really not good message nature. to end on so yeah. <laughs> if people don't want to do that and they want to waste all their time on the internet uh where can they find you uh you can always email me. I read all my emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I will be. I don't know. Like maybe I won't reply on email, mm-hmm. or maybe I don't read. But it's it's not gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. right now, it might happen. I'll let I'll let everyone know mm-hmm. on the channel. Like, Go do. check out the uh, the channel Bugs Rider. Also, he has a website which looks like it's straight it's out of the really 90s weird. i love your website it's awesome i, I like writing css so mm. uh in that website like there is no css but i can see that I like yeah. <laughs> it worked, I, mean, Look, it worked. Uh, I changed css oftenly so previously the look had like some layouts and colors mm. but recently i am like let's go complete mm. simple mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention or is that it? Okay. I guess that's it. Like, I really like your channel and thanks a lot for inviting me. Actually, I I always had this in the back of my mind. Like someday, you know, like you might invite me in tech. I I still remember one day you were doing live stream and I, I hopped and I, I don't know if I asked, I, I, I don't know, like, but it, it's it's a really big pleasure. I have never thought like this day will come because I used to watch it. So oh, it's, well, it's really fun. I'm I'm happy that you enjoyed being on here then. Um I don't think that I do anything that important, but if people, you know, if if you if you wanted to do this, like that's awesome. Like that that's that's just really cool. Um I don't know. I I always have this imposter syndrome in the back of my head saying you're not that important. Nothing you do really matters. Uh, but no, that is that is really cool. Um, so for me, my main channel is Brody Robertson. Do videos there six days a week. 
uh, the gaming channel Brody on Games stream on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I will be live just after this goes up. Uh, and if you're listening to the audio version of this, the video version we found on YouTube at Tech Over T. If you're watching the video version, you can find the audio podcast, any audio podcast platform. There is an RSS feed. You will find it. Just search Tech Over T and it will be there. Uh, I'll give you the last word. How do you want to end the show? Dude, like, it's really hard to end things, like, saying goodbyes or anything. Oh. Um, dude, like, uh, I guess you're pretty cool. Like, Thank you. Um, you don't have cool to think well. or you don't have to overthink about yourself. Like, it's fine. Well, I think that's the best way to end it. I'm out. <laughs>